hate it. What's cracking possums? Joe, Josh, and Billy are going to take you on a ride through the NFC South today. Um, but just a PSA reminder for everyone, if you're drafting in the OG IDP Army League, fucking pick it up. My God, it's slow. <laughs> so get that off my chest. And then uh, we have no NFL news, but uh, uh, suspicious white powder was found at the White House today. And they thought it was anthrax, and it turned out to be cocaine. So my question was, Josh, what were you doing at the White House? Dude, so that, wow. honestly, dude, I get most of my news through memes, and I really can't discern what's real and what's not. And I did not take that one as a real one until you just confirmed it with me. And I was like, yeah. oh, the fucking meme sites are fucking on it, and they know what's going on in world world news. And I really appreciate that. Um, but, Billy, I just wanted to ask you a quick question, and we're going to just keep snowballing into different small topics. Snowball. Shoot. When you upload this podcast, because Billy mm -hmm. does the majority of the work on that end, um, yep. when you upload this podcast to all the podcast sites, uh, do you leave that first half second where you just we say random shit because we're coming in, or do you cut that? It does not get cut. I could go and cut it, but I kind of like that it's it's there. It gives a, a, the listener a little sneak peek into what we were just talking about before you randomly press the button, before we even... You know, it was timed practice. so perfectly this time where all, all that you could hear right before the intro was, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that is talking about slow drafting. So if you, you know, slow drafters out there, just know that I'm def definitely talking about you. Double, double up on this PSA. If you're in a, a draft on sleeper and you usually have your notifications turned off, turn them on for the draft. It will go quicker. And then you'll have less people adding you because I don't even think, that works because it usually doesn't, but sometimes Who's it does. Flash? Put your notifications on. It's not hard. You just click if the you button. If you a fucking spin class, just draft before your fucking spin All class. right. It's getting a little too personal now, Joe. All right. Whoa. Don't think she listens to the podcast, but if she does, hello from spin class. I hope it's going well. <laughs> All right. We don't have any news this week, like Joe said. <laughs> we have a... Uh, no DeAndre Hopkins updates. Apparently, he is either going to the Titans or the Patriots. I hate both of it. I don't want either of those things to come true. Please let it be the Bills. Please let it be the Chiefs. Like, just for the sanity of fantasy football and us drafting, please don't let it be Tennessee. Please don't. I, like, we've already done this Tennessee thing once with fucking Julio Jones, where everybody started freaking out that Julio was there. Like, it's going to change everything. No, it didn't do anything, and he was horrible. I don't want that again. And there's no quarterback there. So please don't do that. Tennessee is a hellhole this year. And I don't want anything, any part of that. And then we don't have any Dalvin Cook update either. I thought everybody was like Miami done deal a month and a half ago. But here we are. Still no deal. Apparently the Patriots are in the mix. Apparently the Dolphins are still out there. Like, who knows? But we're just chugging right, right, right along. This is July in the NFL, I guess. My best thing, my, best, my favorite part about all this. Lamar or Kareem Hunt. Leonard Fournette, just give us something. Ezekiel Elliott, just give us something. It's blindfolded Dude, people... minefield status here. 
these people like... are just gonna fuck everything up for some dynasty leagues and anyone who's drafting right now and anyone who honestly and if the, the longer it goes on the closer it slips into redraft and then that's a problem honestly our draft's gonna be early this year and it's gonna be pretty interesting to see because most of these people probably won't have locations at this point. We're about a month away. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure half of them will, but Zeke might not be signed yet or, you know, Fournette. Well, we're doing these division previews and like, if people are like listening to them in order, like just trying to get excited for their season, some of these are just going to be imploded. Um, <laughs> poor choice of words for that. But some of these <laughs> podcasts are not going to be made with the correct titanium and they're going to, you know, have problems and so when you're listening to them you know there's gonna be a a crack of dalvin cook through the hole or something like something like that could happen so it's kind of unfortunate yeah it is unfortunate the four and five jokes that you just made even though you give us trouble for making poorly timed jokes it's it's just really it's not fair it's been a week i mean yeah anywho let's get (laughs) on to what we're here to do we are here to preview the NFC South. Some say this is the worst division in football. I cannot call that person a liar because it really feels that way. The AFC South is pretty rough. The NFC South might be the roughest, which is kind of hilarious if you think about it because the AFC South got Bryce Young and, and Anthony Richardson, and the NFC South got uh, Bryce Young, and C.J. Stroud went to the AFC South. So all the rookie quarterbacks are in the two worst divisions in football. That's just Kind of ironic, I guess, um, that that's how it shook out. Really is. Really is. Um, but let's start with the worst team in this division. And weirdly enough, Josh picked it, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right. Well, you're going to have to give me just one second because I, I should have that, probably told you that you had the worst division. Or I thought division, I did but... too, which is the best part. But I didn't even think about sharing my screen because I love smashing the quick button. And I'm really glad we got that little tidbit in the beginning, but anyway, I'm ready. Uh, we're, we're talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. Um, so as you may see, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, Baker Mayfield's face will be uh, garnering most of this, but <laughs> so last year in the NFC South, uh, someone had to make the playoffs um, and it turned out to be the Buccaneers, although they are looking quite unlikely to be that team this year. Uh, there may be some value from the fantasy perspective. So I'll, I'll give you a little bit of fun. You know, it's, it's going to be a little negative, but there will be some positives sprinkled in there. Um, so Tampa didn't really have the huge splashy move this offseason. Although, once again, we talked about this. There, it could be you know, one of these one of these kind of players that goes to this team. Um, but let's start with the obvious. Uh, Brady, Brady retired last year. Again, for the time being all important stipulations to that just because we don't know what's happening with him. Uh, they also did release Leonard Fournette and Cameron Bright, and they did gain the man whose face is on the screen, Baker Mayfield and Chase Edmonds. Uh, in the draft, they added D line and O line help. So nothing really huge for fantasy. Uh, Kalijah can't in the first and Cody mock in the second. Um, this team's going to be a little less exciting to watch this year, but let's get to what's left on this roster. Um, and, just kind of remember that they this roster did retain most of their the majority of its talent uh did lose a couple big pieces but anyway so it's an intense and riveting quarterback battle with baker mayfield and kyle trask um i think we're all assuming mayfield will get the first crack at this uh and although neither of these quarterbacks are startable you should actually keep an eye on them and yes even in redraft so the reason being at this point is no these guys are not going to be the next Joe Burrow or anything close to any semblance of a great quarterback, but whoever wins this quarterback job and gets to start 
will be throwing to one of the best wide receiver duos in the league. But yeah, don't don't draft these guys. If you draft Baker Mayfield, I will laugh at you. Yes, go ahead, Billy. Um, I was just gonna say, and this isn't I'm not saying this because of Baker Mayfield. It could be Kyle Trask, either one. Does, do you think either of these guys has a chance to pull a Geno Smith where it's kind of, you know, you got these good weapons there. Maybe it does, doesn't rely necessarily on the quarterback being awesome, but just the fact that there's weapons there could make them an actual viable player. Um, what do you think about that? Tune in next week to find out. I was literally about to get there, but I appreciate you jumping the gun. Uh, I do. I do think there's a chance, but I don't think it's going to be quite what Gino did. I don't think it's top five. That's why I'm saying keep an eye on this because someone's going to start on this team and they still got Godwin and Evans to throw to. So there's a chance. Um, getting into that, Godwin and Evans. Uh, currently going as wide receiver 29 and 30. And it may seem like that's <clears> the <throat> ages of these guys, but they're actually only 27 and 29. Uh, and it was only just three years ago that these guys were playing with uh, Jamie Swinston who threw for 33 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. But uh, 2,400 of those yards and 17 touchdowns combined for this pair of wide receivers, and they ended up as wide receiver eight and wide receiver two that year. I get it. Like like Billy said here, Baker and Trask are probably worse than probably even 2019 Jamie's. But this point is, it doesn't exactly matter. The quarterback is not that great when you get a 1,000-yard receiver as a wide receiver three in the sixth or seventh round. So I would just personally take advantage of this little loophole of a team here. Um, I always look for low ADP and high, high skill position players and Godwin and Evans have been doing it for years and I don't see them stopping anytime soon. So those two right there are the people that you're going to want the most. Um, both have been pretty valid starters for the last five or six years a piece. Um, Godwin obviously missed the season back in what? 20. Oh, he never missed the full season. Yeah. No, Mm-mm. he only missed a few games in 2020. And that was kind of a bite to his ADP, but honestly, seven touchdowns still that year. So didn't he um, turn his ACL or am I tripping here? I thought he did too for some he reason. Did, but I it was at the it was at the end of a season. Remember, because he was gonna get a contract after the season. Oh, yeah, and then he signed the one year. year. Yeah, yeah, and then he had to sign the one year. It's a sad, sad story. Honestly, I'm glad he's still on this team. Uh I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm excited about these two guys. I think that where they're going right now in the sixth or seventh round is a steal. You're getting a wide receiver three or a wide receiver two at wide receiver three price. So, I mean, the people that are around him just don't look the same. And I think I think there's going to be a lot of fade on these two all year. And I don't think there's any going to be any hype because it's going to be like Baker Mayfield threw a pick in uh, the preseason game or in practice against one of the third string cornerbacks. And everybody's just going to be like, ah, fuck Godwin. It's fucked. But once again, remind you, 33 touchdowns and 30 interceptions for Jamie's in 2019. So it's been bad before, and these people are professionals. They've done this for six, five, five, six years, seven years, some of them. Anyway, as for the rest of the receivers, uh, Gage can be targeted in deeper leagues, but uh, mostly as a handcuff, or, or if either one of these two get traded, which I think there were some rumors swirling in the beginning of the offseason, um, he could have some standalone success, but I'm pr- probably not the type that you would be really hoping for. Uh, behind that, I'm not ro- rostering anyone. I don't know if you guys have a sleeper t- uh, wide receiver on this team, but I do not. Okay, cool. Just making sure. No, uh, just, it, it seems like Gage is going to be the guy that Baker Mayfield just hones in on. Joe, he was on, dead on. Yeah. When we had freaking – when he was on Cleveland, he had Jarvis and OBJ, and he was throwing – I forgot who it was. It wasn't 
DPJ. It was Don. It was Donald from People's Jones. It was just he just had his dude, and he peppered him the whole time. And I know Russell Gage is just going to tank any of our best laid plans. Um, I, see, I'm not worried about it personally. Uh, I, I I think Evans I'm and Godwin either. spoke for themselves. He's been on. He was on the team last year and didn't do a whole lot. So with Brady, we got, we, we got in the bottom of the seventh in a league, and I think Evans went right after that. So no, you're totally right about that. I just I know Baker I Mayfield. Think- I just feel like he's going to do something dumb. I think Evans might be the tallest receiver Baker has ever played with professionally. Like, I don't think he has ever played with somebody that tall. He, you saw how he used Njoku, and Joku's tall, obviously, because he's a tight end. So maybe having a tall target like that might actually be more helpful for him. But it, it is worth mentioning that, like, you know, maybe this is the best weapons he's ever played with. Who knows? It absolutely is. I mean, all he really ever had was – Odell Beckham and DPJ maybe for a couple of years at the end there. Um, and Jarvis, but, but yeah. Oh, and Jarvis, but Jarvis was washed when he came to Cleveland or Baker made him washed. I don't know. One or the other. All right. <laughs> anyway, getting into my most excited parts is I, I mainly just want to get impressed upon you. Chris Godwin's and Evans are still relevant, even though it may not feel like it. Uh, but people I'm most excited about are the sophomores this year. And Rashad white uh, comes into this year at the moment as the lead and really only running back. This is one of those blow up, balloons if one of these people come back to this team um Keyshawn Vaughn and Chase Edmonds are there as well but I just I don't unless barring some terrible production at camp the backfield is all white <laughs> get it all right anyway uh the thing that excites me most about him is not the opportunity as the lead back alone and not the offensive line which is was ranked ninth last year and 13th this year and not him being the 26th ranked running back in uh, redraft right now but it's his catching out of the backfield at the end of the last season. Uh, he averaged over five targets per game in his last six at the end of 2020 and 2022, my apologies, and caught 30 of the 33 balls that were thrown to him. And the best part about that was Fournette was healthy during that time. Now, I don't know what's in store for this team, but White does have the opportunity to break out and be what this team needs to be to succeed. Uh, if you're drafting, like, I don't know, if you're drafting currently and there's no berry bumps happening, I think you can get him in the sixth or seventh behind, you know, his counterparts wide receivers. I think he's ranked like number 70 overall in redraft rankings. Um, super excited about white. I think there's a, a chance here. There's obviously a chance that he does absolutely abysmal and doesn't do anything at all, but I think the opportunity and the pass catching prowess and PPR, he's going to be uh, a darling. In my opinion, I'm just really hoping there's no Barry bump and he goes in like the fourth round uh, in drafts. And then Kate Otten has a similar situation. Uh, Brait vacated 40-ish targets after him being cut, and Otten already had 65 targets his rookie year, so tight end rooms his, and I think he showed some flashes last year and could have a chance to have himself a good season. So, yes, the quarterback room is a disaster, but even Davis Mills threw for 3,000 yards last year, and Brissett would have if he played the whole year. So, to put this in, you know, fantasy football, internet lingo speak, these are not the bad players that you let your idiot league mates draft. <clears throat> I couldn't have put it better myself. Killing it. Um, I would bef- before we get to the defense. Um, I would like to mention though. Oh wait, you still have to talk about Kate Otten. No, I talked about Kate. I was just going to pull up the stat. It's hard to pull up. Okay, things while I thought you did. So I just wanted to make sure. Um, Vegas is currently having this as the second best odds to have the worst offense in the NFL this year. Arizona is currently slated to be the least scoring offense. Tampa Bay is currently slated to be the second worst offense 
according to betting odds. So if that does scare you a little bit, I, I think that the weapons are too good on this team. I know Baker is there. I know Kyle Trash can is there. Um, I get it. But, like, you know, Vegas is not on our side with this. No, no, no. So th- this is what I'm saying. It doesn't matter how good the team does. It's going to be ugly fucking football. Baker's going to throw for 20-something interceptions. Uh, our t- Trask is going to throw for 20 interceptions. But if we look at the Texans last year, Davis Mills did not play good football. But Damian Pierce still had 1,000 yards. Brandon Cook still had a thousand yards. There's still weapons that are going to get points, fantasy points. I'm not saying this team is going to be good. I'm not saying they're going to win the division. I don't think they will. I think it's going to be really ugly, but I think that there's options for fantasy football. I, this is, this is a fantasy football podcast. We're not talking about the Tampa. I'm not saying Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the fucking playoffs even, but they'd be lucky to win a game. God, I was about to say, thank God you're not because you know. We'll no, no, no. this is this That's is all about fantasy perspective. Um, I don't know anything else you want to add. I mean, maybe I was a little too hyped about him, but I, I just I, I'm excited about the value because you're getting. I, I just think round. that Vegas saying this is going to be the second worst offense is just way off the charts. I mean, we're going to get to one here in a second when I when I go. <laughs> I think it's worse worse looking than this one, and I don't know. I think Vegas might be off on that. I, I think even though you don't know who the quarterback is going to be, they're still going to be better than some other teams other than just the Cardinals. I would not be shocked if Baker pulls a Geno Smith type thing, just because his career has been so weird to this point. And it's crazy. He's only been in the league five years and I don't know. Well, the the thing is, is there's zero expectations. I mean, everybody expects him to suck. So, I mean, that like what, what better situation to be in than like, Hey, we're kind of going for the number one pick, but if you're good, eh, okay, we'll take it. Like that's kind of the situation they're in. Yeah, I I don't think they're gonna be great by any means, but I think they'll be okay. I think it'll be a six seven win team, like pretty much what the NFC South was last year, where like who knows if anyone will win this division type thing. So I think uh, we're just, gonna be there again. Just touching on the defense, um, we still got Joe Troy on Shawinka waiting up for that breakout four sacks in his first two years. Uh, hasn't looked great. I'm, I'm hoping for better. Uh, this defense is still pretty decent. Still got Vita Vea at nose tackle. Uh, they did draft Kalajic Kansi, who's registered as a defensive tackle on their depth chart, but I'm pretty sure he's also an edge rusher or can at least be some sort of hybrid. Um, and then their linebacker core is the exact same. They got Devin White, Levante David, and Shaquille Barrett, who Shaq Barrett on the outside can do some rushing, uh, and Levante David can soak up some tackles. But Devin White's your target on defense here. 100-plus uh, tackles the last few years and fives and sevens of sacks and He's just a, a, an animal and is going to continue to be. And especially if this team's bad, it's going to be a lot of run runs against them. So a lot of uh, tackles that Devin White can sweep up on. Um, and then they did add Ryan Neal, too. I didn't touch on that in the safety role because uh, they did lose uh, the guy to the Eagles that I don't even care about. Um, and then they got Antoine Winfield still, who can still make some tackles out there in the backfield. So they got – I always love looking for a, a pretty decent defense with a supposedly bad offense. Uh, for defensive players. So there's there's some skill here. I don't know. Anyone I didn't touch on that you guys want to add to? No, I just wanted to highlight Ryan Neal, though, because, I mean, we saw him he, interceptions, sacks, forced fumbles. He kind of did it all last year in Seattle. And this defense should give him more opportunities to make those kind of plays, especially in the starting role. So he's one of those guys that I know a couple people have their eyes on him, but he might be on your waivers, honestly, right now, depending on what kind of league you play in. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. 
I'm trying to remember who the Eagles signed for. He's a depth safety signing, and he did okay for years um, on the Bucks. I don't even care, honestly. But yeah, he is. He is that role is Ryan Eels, so I don't know a whole lot about him. I know he did pretty decent on Seattle last year, but other than that, I don't have much information to share there. But just basically, moral of the story is: let's let the team be bad first before we just predict. Godwin and Mike Evans are washed. I just have a feeling that there are analysts out there saying, do not draft Mike Evans or Godwin. They're going to be trash. Baker's throwing them the ball. That's not always the recipe for success. No offense to Gino. Gino obviously played out of his mind last year, but he walked into a stellar receiver room and he showed that he could, he could do it. I mean, I'm not saying anything wrong with Gino. Obviously he had a great year. Davis mills had no receivers and still had still for through for 3000 yards. Uh, I just, it's all about opportunity and Baker, gets one more chance to show that he's not complete trash. Not wrong. Story of Baker Mayfield. Wow. Um, all right. The over-under for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is five. All right. So they go Minnesota, Bears, Eagles, Saints, Lions, Falcons, Bills, Texans. Titans, 49ers, Colts, Panthers, Falcons, Packers, Jaguars, Saints, and the Panthers. I'm going to go with over because I think they can beat – they can win three games in their division, and then they can beat the Colts and another random team. I don't know. I'd like to go even. I wish this was 4.5. That's a, that's a tough, tough schedule for this team. But who knows? Yes. Maybe Baker is better than we think. No, no, they'll, they'll probably lose. They'll, I think they're going to win five games. Exactly. <laughs> I take five the even. Twelve. The defense um, alone will help them win. Can't do that. So I'm going over for you, Joe. Where are you at? Mm, give me under. It was hard. I'm going, I'm going over as well, just because I do think they could get to six, but. I thought six sounded good until I heard that schedule. Six is going to be a grind, but you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe this division's like just rough enough to where I have no idea what, what's going to happen. So literally anything could happen probably. Um, all right. On to my sorry ass team that I'm covering this week. And that is the Carolina Panthers. Now starting off, it is like a rebuild situation. So the expectations should be, you know, semi-chilled out, I think. I don't think we should immediately expect big things, but at the same time, the ADP currently is reflecting just that. Nobody's expecting big things. So we'll start off with Bryce Young at the top. Quarterback 25 currently. He's not even being drafted as a starter in a super flex league, which I just, like, man, that seems a little a little tough. I, I do think that he is going to have a rough, like, start because – he is as small as, Ky as Kyler Murray. He's not as quick. This offensive line is going to be kind of rough right out the gate, I think. I think it's going to take him a minute to adjust. But at the same time, he is really good delivering the ball and, you know, with his footwork and figuring out how to get out of situations. I do think Bryce Young is equipped for just that kind of thing. So I don't think he's necessarily QB 25, but I do think he's not going to be a starter on any one QB league teams. That's just how it's going to be, I think, for year one for Bryce Young. But maybe maybe he could surprise even further. Um, <clears throat> wide receiver room. We'll get into this hot-ass mess of a wide receiver room. 
Currently on underdog right now, Jonathan Mingo is actually the wide receiver one on this team, which I'm like, Dynasty Brains, you are out there. Our friends, you are you guys are out there and you are mucking this up for everyone. So Jonathan Mingo is going as wide receiver 62. Um, I don't necessarily think that's a bad spot for him, but it, it's a little rich going ahead of Adam Thielen and DJ Chark, who are behind him at wide receiver 64 and wide receiver 69. I do think there's value in both of those guys. I think both of them have shown in the past that they can, especially Adam Thielen. I mean, he's the perfect safety blanket for a guy like Bryce Young. And DJ Chark is that long downfield option, which we just, I mean, we all like him on the, you know, on this podcast. And he's never really gotten, I think, the chance. I mean, the Jaguars, we love that one year he flashed, then he got hurt. Then he got to Detroit. He was flashing for a minute there. Then he got hurt. And it's just been kind of the story of Chark's career. This would be a nice place for him to bounce back and maybe figure out how to get, I don't know, a little bit more out of his NFL career than he has so far. Um, the Also, there's other the other three guys on this uh, team, Terrace Marshall, LaVisca Chenault, and Shai Smith, all going past wide receiver 85. It's It's been a rough spot for Terrace Marshall. We've all kind of expected like him to be the guy waiting in the wings to get the breakout. But now with this new coaching staff and some of the signings they've made and even the drafting of Jonathan Mingo, I don't really know what that means for him. Um, kind of sucks. I kind of hope he gets on – maybe just plays out his contract with the Carolina Panthers and then finds himself on a different team in a new situation, because I think that's the only way he's going to get onto the field because I, I don't think he's, I don't think they're looking to put him on the field. I think LaVisca Chenault has a better chance than Terrace Marshall, just because I think that is the the kind of guy that they want to get on the field. Um, what do you guys think of this messy ass wide receiver room? This is oh. the wide receivers that you would like to, let's call it the dark alley approach, you know, like obviously you'd <laughs> like to have that one friend who's a black belt and karate walking down the thing with you, but no, you're just going to get the whole gang together and you're going to go down the alley and you're going to see who steps up. And that's kind of what this is. I mean, we saw the reports, Terrace Marshall's stunning people at camp and LaVisca Chenault's going to be the Debo Samuel of this team. You've seen yep. all this um, really until they start playing. We're not going to know. We have no idea. I mean, Thielen's going to be out there just because of ageism. He's the uh, he's the old guy he's in the, the room veteran. for the young court. Yeah, he's the veteran. So I don't know. I don't so, know how it shakes out. I actually so my, my my biggest thing is, and I want to go back to what you touched on with Bryce Young being quarterback twenty five last of uh, in this year. Last year, quarterback twenty five and twenty six were <clears throat> Jimmy Garoppolo and Matt Ryan, who threw for twenty five hundred yards and three thousand yards. Um, I, I'm not saying, obviously there's going to be, it's not just yardage with Bryce Young. You're going to get some, some rushing angle there as well. I just, how are we putting him that low at this point? I think 19, 20 sounds about right. He's going to yeah. be a backup quarter. Like people are going to draft him as a backup quarterback. There's no way someone's going to take, let's just say Matt Ryan was still playing. Jimmy Garoppolo is a perfect example. Jimmy Garoppolo is still playing. No, I would take Bryce Young over Jimmy Garoppolo right now. And, even let's say healthy Jimmy Garoppolo, like as my second quarterback, I don't really want someone who I know throws for about 3000 yards. When I have a guy who has the capability to go and be quarterback 15 or 12, or maybe even better. Um, but as for the wide receivers, someone on this team is going to be good. I don't know who it is. Uh, like Joe said, Thielen's going to be out there first. He's going to get the first crack of the job, but he's been slipping in years 
uh, prior here, which, you know, he's 32. It's going to happen. He's been a great story for his entire career. I think he'll be potentially usable as a flex option or in deeper leagues. And then DJ Chark, we, like Billy said, we want to see him do it. Um, and then now Camp News is telling us Terrace Marshall is going to be it. And then they also got Mingo. So it's it's complicated, but like someone's going to be the number one on this team. I don't think it's just an even distribution of <clears throat> crap. Like Bryce Young's going to latch on to somebody, and I don't know who it is. I, I'm going to probably cool. tentatively draft one of these guys in a lot of leagues. And, just to see. and I think you should. I mean, literally, like the first one you draft on this team is the 13th round of the draft. Like at 13 for Mingo, 14 for Thielen, and 16 for Chark. And it's like that, yeah, that's about the time you should take a dart throw on one of these guys because one of these guys they ended up with like 800 yards and five touchdowns, which not necessarily a wide receiver one, but it's a flex play, maybe a wide receiver two if he stays healthy the whole season. It's not a bad spot to have that person in. It's kind of rough. And uh, back to your quarterback point with him going to QB 25, Anthony Richardson, who is not the thrower that Bryce Young is, is going as QB 11. Like, I know that that's almost all cont- like tied to his rushing upside and Shane Steichen and that whole thing. Um, but to give him the QB 11, that's a starter versus what you're doing with Bryce Young, which is not even a starter in a super flex league. It's just the disparity. Like, it's kind of way too much. It's way too f- far apart for me. Also, Bryce Young's probably going, or I would imagine, a starting over Andy Dalton to start off with. And number two, Richardson might sit behind Minshew for a couple games. Like, we don't know. We we literally don't know because Shane Steichen literally worked with Minshew. Like, that's who his quarterback's been behind Hurts. Like, why would he not throw him out there a couple games if he's not sure that Anthony Richardson can play right away? I don't know why. You know, know, we've done the Indianapolis pod. But still, like, Bryce Young might start behind Andy Dalton, but I don't know why, you know, he's the number one pick in the draft. Like, how long are you going to keep him on the bench? You don't typically do that it just doesn't happen that way okay on to the last part of this well there's two technically but one matters uh and that's the running backs uh miles sanders going as rb20 right now i think this is perfect value i think everyone should be after miles sanders i do agree with some of the pundits out there that have said like there was still meat on the bone for miles sanders last season and that his stats should have been better he still ended up you know, RB 15 in PPR, RB 10 in standard. Like he had a good season. I, I don't see why we're overlooking that. And now behind him, he's just got Chuba Hubbard, who's RB 56 and Rasheem Blackshear, who's not even really relevant enough to be considered. This is his backfield. I mean, unless they're deciding to add somebody unnecessarily, I don't know why Miles Sanders would not be the workhorse that they kind of planned on him to be and in line for potentially another RB one type season where he could end up in that top 12. I don't know why people are like, we're still having an RB 20. We're still overthinking it a little bit. I know this offense is going to be bad. Apparently they don't think this, you know, Vegas doesn't think this offense is going to be as bad as Tampa's, which I think is ridiculous because I think this offense is going to be a little rough. I think the defense is really where this is going to shine, but RB 20 seems like perfect value for him. And I think you're going to get a, this, one of the steals of the draft, just like you did last year. With Miles Sanders, yet again, he is signed there for the long term. They plan on using him. I don't see why people are overthinking this. And then quickly, the tight ends. The Hayden Hurst signed a tight end contract for three years, and he is currently going as tight end 25. Um, it's kind of always the 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 rumor that or not really the rumor, but like the the thing is that uh, rookie QBs love their tight ends. So 
if you believe in that kind of mantra, Hayden Hurst might be a steal for you. I don't think he should be undrafted. I, I don't. I think tight end twenty five is kind of extreme, but I, you know, he is kind of capped. He has not had an amazing career. Yeah, I mean, I, go get Miles Sanders. I was gonna say I love that Miles Sanders had the best year of his career um, in games where they rushed only ten times with him, eleven times with him. Um, and that he still goes back to where he was drafted at. Like people just hate Miles Sanders, and I yep. don't personally get it. I'm getting Miles Sanders everywhere again. Uh, the Miles Sanders Montgomery has always been my like running back three on the team in the fourth to seventh round. Like nobody ever wants either one of those guys, and I'm always cool with one one of those guys because the joke was Miles Sanders didn't score any touchdowns the year before. Well, he scored 11 last year and he wasn't even using the passing game like at all. He did come out in camp and say, Hey, listen, let me, let me do that. Like I can do that too for us. He will like, be this so. year. And, sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Will be. There's going to be design passes. There's going to be dump offs to him. Um, I don't see Chuba Hubbard really taking too much of his workload. I mean, I'm sure he'll definitely be not complimentary back, but he wasn't ever like explosive last year. He had a couple big games, but it was never anything consistent. And I don't, See it worst happen. case for them they bring in like zeke or leonard fournette like that's the worst case scenario for miles sanders and if they don't do that you should just like everyone out there should just know he is for sure going to be in line for that work because literally miles sanders is better than jameer gibbs and jameer gibbs had a really good year at alabama with bryce young last season saw how that you know how he got used there and you know he's getting an upgrade in miles sanders at the next level so I think people are still underrating Miles Sanders. I don't know how, you know, I don't know what this man has to do, but, and I like the worst part is there's just so many people out there that are like, well, he could have done more. And it's like, okay, <laughs> every player, every player could have done more in their, like their year. Like, I don't know what that is supposed to prove, but I don't know. Just kind this of, is, this is going to be a Barry bump guy, a thousand percent. And oh, people yes. are already starting to warm up on Miles Sanders. So, if you can get him in a value right now or make a trade in Dynasty League, this is the time to strike because once draft season approaches, he will not be going this low anymore. Definitely Promise. not. And I, the only reason I can think people are holding him back at this point is that they think somebody might sign there. That's literally the only reason. I don't know why they would sign someone there now. It sounds like seems like you would want to get somebody in with the rookie QB right away and the rookie head coach right away just to kind of get things in but i don't know maybe they're waiting i could um, see him bringing in like a pass catching type back or something but maybe. i don't think your your average fantasy football guy in drafts is is thinking about future signings on teams too much so yeah i don't know i don't, I don't know. know why he's pushed down that low other than just haters being haters you know four miles right. has been people have always seen on him i'll get i'll get through this defense it, this is a really good defense by the way it really like um who they got there. They brought in that Ejo Evero guy from uh, Denver who was really good for them last year. And they brought him in to run the defense. Um, they have our guy, Shaq Thompson, our guy, Frankie Louvu, who was a hero last season. Uh, Brian Burns, um, still always one of the best defensive ends. They brought in Von Bell safety from Cincinnati, which is really good for this defense. Jeremy Chin is slated to have a bounce back year. They still have Xavier Woods, who put in a pretty decent um, season last year. And then uh, Yeter Gross Matos, who never has the you know greatest year, but he's always pretty solid. He's always a guy that you can draft, and you know the floor 
is pretty good, even though, you know, the ceiling might not, he never might reach his actual ceiling. Um, is there anybody else behind him that you all want to talk about? <clears throat> Derek Brown is very serviceable, especially if you're in a deeper league. Um, they'll get you some sacks. You pretty much nailed it, though. Well, um, I did mention yeah. Camus Grugier Hill, because, but they did bring him in. Um, I don't know who gets spelled out for him. Maybe Shaq Thompson. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know how you can bench Frankie Louvu, though, after last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to mention Camus Grugier Hill because he's actually had some pretty decent fill-ins. So, like, I think he should be on your radar. I don't think you need to be like, I'm drafting him. He's going to be great. Uh, but just a couple years ago in Houston, he did have a hundred yard or hundred tackle season and a few sacks to boot. So, I mean, he could easily take that great Mato spot as well and kind of be more of an edge rush kind of linebacker. Um, I don't see him really spelling out Shaq Thompson much, although he's a little older, it's, he's still been solid throughout his career. I don't see any way he's just getting kicked out of that lineup, but yeah, Louvu's is one of the guys I'm most excited about because just been flashing and he's yeah, he's going mean, to soak he, up them tackles. One of the best stories of last season, him and Hufanga from San Francisco. But like those two guys just really, I mean, were not really known going into the season as far as like count on guys. And they ended up being that by the end of the season. Um, all right. Panthers over under this season is five and a half. Yeah, so it wasn't that much more than Tampa. <laughs> nope. <clears throat> so they get Hotlanta, New Orleans. Then they go Seahawks, Vikings, Lions, Dolphins, Texans, Colts, Bears, Cowboys, Titans, Buccaneers, Saints, Falcons, Packers, Jaguars, Buccaneers. Part of me wants to say they can because I – I actually am excited about this team. I know there's no clear-cut wide receiver one on the team, um, but this wide receiver's room is better than some of the other ones out there, even with a number one wide receiver, just because there is like good pieces that are all different. But I'm going to go under. I just think, and I think I'm going under two, but the defense is good. Last year, I think we could all agree, if they would have had a better offense, that includes Baker Mayfield, um, if they'd had a better offense, this team would have been a lot better. I don't know how they're that far away, you know, from six wins. I, I don't know because they weren't that they weren't six wins bad last year. I don't think. <sighs> yeah, I guess I'm going under, but I don't love it. This whole team hinges on the health of Miles Sanders, in my opinion. Um, and as a Chicago Bears fan, I think they win zero games this year. Oh, you – I forgot about this. So, okay. I am you know, I 100% going under. Should have penciled you in for under before we started. <laughs> no, I think the Bears do that. get a good draft pick here. I think it's going to be not quite what the Eagles was last year. I don't think the Bears are going to the playoffs or the you know Super Bowl by any means. But I do think that the Speak Bears years. have – the Bears have a chance to have either two great picks or one great pick and one bad pick, and that doesn't even mean their team's doing bad. So, yeah. <clears throat> next nice. year's gonna be a good draft for for Joe. We're looking forward to it for him. Very excited. I got my trash can out and my whiteboard, and uh, just gonna write some stuff. Love it. <clears throat> All right, Joe, have at it. All right, so I'm going to talk about the New Orleans Saints. Uh, in 2022, this team went 7-10. and 10. They went on to lose Marcus Davenport, Andy Dalton, Caden Ellis, Shai Tuttle, Mark Ingram, Jarvis Landry, 
Marquez Callaway. They brought back Juwan Johnson and then went out and got Derek Carr, Jamal Williams, Lonnie Johnson, Jonathan Abram, and Brian Edwards. And then we had a pretty killer draft. Got Brian Breesey in the middle, Isaiah Foxy on the edge, Kendra Miller, and A.T. Perry. But we're going to start this off talking about Derek Carr. He is currently QB 19, 144 overall. My man had a down year last year, still threw for 3,500 yards. Dalton and Winston scored 232.1 fantasy points combined last year. Derek Carr had 233.1 fantasy points. So we got an upgrade, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Actually, Dalton and Winston threw for more yardage combined than Derek Carr did. And Las Vegas passed more than the Saints did last year. So what does this all mean? Um, This means that Derek Carr had a down year. He got benched. The Raiders made his wife cry. So now he's all pissed off. He's got a fresh slate, <laughs> and he's coming in out of New Orleans. Um, he's always going to be a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. Uh, barring some drastic change, we will see him there again. You know, QB 15, QB 16, that's what's going to happen. Um, probably, maybe worse than that. Um, where it gets interesting, though, is with the wide receivers. So we got Chris Olave. He is wide receiver 12, 19th overall. Last year, caught 72 passes for 1,042 yards and four touchdowns. While working with Derek Carr in Las Vegas, Devonta Adams had 1,500 yards and 14 touchdowns. So I think it's safe to assume that Olave will at least double his TDs, which would have made him wide receiver eight last year. That would have been one spot ahead of Jalen Waddell. And Derek Carr was fifth with 72 deep ball attempts, 9.4 average depth of target, was second in the league. And Olave is incredible, possibly elite when he put, when he goes downfield. So Derek Carr was the best deep ball passers in the league last year and pair him with Olave. He was one of the best deep ball wide receivers. So I really like Chris Olave is the long winded way of where I'm getting this wide receiver. 12 is a steal for this man right now. I expect him to finish quite a bit better than that. And then we got everybody's pariah, Michael Thomas. He is 91 overall. He played 10 games in the past three seasons and still has made $50 million for his efforts, which is insane to me. Um, In the last two weeks he started last year, he was wide receiver eight. Mickey Loomis stated that the ankle and the broken foot on the other foot are not a concern and that Michael Thomas is going to be back playing. So if he is indeed healthy, which I'm very scared to go down this stairway again, But he has incredible value. He's going as wide receiver 47 right now. And, guys, we know what Michael Thomas can do. I'm. This just breaks my brain trying to figure out what to do with Michael Thomas right now. Part of me is like, man, he's such a good value. But then part of me is like, he could just not play. You know? Are you guys in the same boat with that? I, I got it. Dude, I drafted him in 2020. I was so excited. I was like, Michael Thomas to the moon. Wide receiver won last year. Played, what, seven games? Like, it was, yeah. it's embarrassing. And then he didn't play in 2021. And then he still only played a few games in 2022. It's just, I would love to see him play again. I, I think this is a Josh Gordon situation without the drugs. Uh, but, like, it's basically going to be a shade of what he used to be. He's not coming back and he's going to be 1400 yards. I don't even think he hits a thousand, but like you said, Joe, he looked good in the two games he played at the beginning of last year, like five, five catches for two touchdowns. Like, yeah, he looked great. He had three touchdowns in the first two games. We were like, Holy shit, Michael Thomas is back. And someone got him at a steal last year because nobody wanted to do it. 
now it's even worse because nobody wants to draft Michael Thomas anymore. And it's <laughs> it's one of those things that it could be a league changer if he actually plays the yeah. full season. It just kills me. You said you drafted him in 2020. We're three years later. We're still having this goddamn conversation. It's Is same he going conversation. to play this year? It's crazy. It's it's literally like uh like a jack in the box. Like you know, you never like you crank the little thing and then. Pops, it pops out and it gets you again, and you're just like, "Damn it, got me again! I can't believe <laughs> it." I didn't think I didn't think it was gonna pop out this time. I did the the little spin with the song. I didn't think it was gonna pop, and then it gets me again. And I feel like that's what Michael Thomas is. It's a jack in the box, and I don't want any part of it. I mean, at this point, we haven't seen him play. Not only that, we don't even know like what is a good season for Michael Thomas at this point? Because if you're saying it's a thousand yards, like your, your head's in the clouds. If you literally think that, I mean, the best case for him now, I think is like that six to 700 yard guy, five touchdowns. Like, I think that's kind of what you're hoping for, especially with Derek Carr. Like I can't but he got do three it, touchdowns in two games last year. And then he got injured yeah. again or still was injured or whatever. Like maybe he was still playing injured. That's the thing is like, well, the, okay, maybe the, it's the, only five games this year that he does that. Who knows? The, like, he's keeping the fucking hope alive, which is and then with the PPR, everyone. he's catching like nine fucking balls every game, and you're like, you know, if he can go back to at least being the safety blanket for Derek Carr, I don't know. But like I said, we'll I don't want that. you put the jack in box in front of me. I am not spending <laughs> that thing again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't. Dude, I'm no. changing his name on Sleeper right now. <laughs> Check I, go for it. That's literally what you're dealing with. You're literally dealing with something that, like, it seems fun, but then it scares you in the end. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though. Back, okay. Not not talking about Michael Thomas for a second. Olave's ADP scares me. Um, he had a great year last year. He ended up as wide receiver 25, playing most of the year. Obviously with bad QB play, but he looked phenomenal. Ended up as wide receiver 25. Like you said, yeah, you add some touchdowns to that for sure up there. You know, wide receiver eight, whatever. He's played with Derek Carr, uh, the definition of mediocre quarterback. It wasn't an upgrade. It was very lateral of a move for at quarterback. My biggest fear is drafting him in the second round and then him just being wide receiver 20 or 18. Like, it seems a little yeah. rich for me on the ADP. I, I love Olave. I want him to do well. I got him in the Dynasty League. Thanks, Billy, for the draft pick. But I just feel like there are options out there for cheaper, like Terry McLaurin, Jerry Judy, DK Metcalf behind him, pick like around behind him. I would almost. take Olave, but way ahead of all of them. I they're, he, he's going way ahead of them. I'm talking. This is no, eight picks down. I'm just saying, like I, 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 I could see all of these guys breaking out. Uh, Devontae Smith is three picks lower than him. I we already saw what he could do. He like take Olave I don't know, to over me, Smith too. This this isn't me take saying Olave is bad. I'm just saying, I feel like there are options and I feel like Olave, like you said, he could have a wide receiver five year. He could also have a wide receiver 10 or 20 year. Like you don't know what's yeah. going to happen here. This team's kind no, of, I, a get what you're saying. I just think pairing the best, one of the best wide receivers in the league with the deep ball with one of the best deep ball quarterbacks is kind of a match made in heaven right there. So I'm well, excited for him. Know. I just, the price tag is a little gonna... high. You just got to take with what he dealt with the last few years. Like he was with Devontae Adams last year. Devontae Adams had a fantastic year. Before that, he was with, uh, damn, I forgot his name. Not Waller, but um, Hunter Renfro. Uh, Renfro. Didn't really expect much from Hunter Renfro, but he ended up putting in some really good seasons. And I think that we're just kind of thinking this is the next version of that. Unless Michael Thomas's, Thomas drops a hand grenade, 
in all of that. And then <laughs> Jack in the box. The, exactly. If the Jack in the box pops and, out. And, and then that's an issue as well. I just, I just feel like I, I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to down on Olave's skill. I think the skill is there. I think the, the issue is the, we don't know what's going to happen with Carr. Like obviously Olave looked fucking phenomenal for his rookie season and he's the sky's the limit. And I think, yeah, you know, a thousand yards for his rookie year is phenomenal and the touchdowns should go up. But like, what if it's the same year and you got him as wide receiver 12? I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm not saying it's going to. No, I again. totally understand what you're, I mean, in a perfect world, Olave would be like your wide receiver too. Like if you went Justin Jefferson and then landed Olave, I don't know how that would work out in the draft, but he's going to give you those monster games. And I feel like we're going to have quite a few of them from Olave this year, but you know, he's, he's like your typical deep ball guy. You know, he's, I don't think he's ever going to get you 10 catches for, you know, 200 yards. Was, that's actually what he looked like in the beginning of his, like the first part of last season. And then the last part of last season, it was just like, you're hoping he gets a touchdown. So Andy Dalton's such. No, it was a Dalton well, situation too. You got to downgrade that. Bryce Young I was... starting. Yeah. Yeah, we're right. We there's no way Dalton starting after last year. I kind of forgot that he even started for the Saints last year. <laughs> it was rough. All right. I just wanted so to, I just wanted to play devil's advocate real quick. Sorry. No, no, no. You're go good. And I understand where you're coming from. I'm just hyped. I'm hyped. Yeah, what I like else getting hyped on stuff. All right. So the only other pass catcher I'm really caring about right now is Juwan Johnson. <clears throat> he had 11 touchdowns the last two years. Going into year four with the quarterback that loves the tight end. We may see Foster Moreau, who came over from Las Vegas, take into that a little bit, but he had cancer surgery, cancer treatments um, on there, and I just think that Juwan Johnson is a better tight end uh, than he is at the moment. So I don't know where Monroe's health is right now, and Juwan Johnson looked really good last year. So if he can capitalize, he's there. I got to interrupt, man. What is it with you and the people who have cancer? Like, you just fucking hate them? Fucking first oh. it's Mechie, now it's now it's fucking Foster Moreau. I don't know where you're getting this stack that I hate him. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, um, I, I do how much I do agree. treatment would take out of an NFL player. I think he's gonna be team. a little slower, but he is actually he did get a full clean bill of health after the last two months. Nice. But he has I didn't been even doing know about some that, treatment so. for two months. So I mean he's gonna be obviously a little out of shape to start the season. I'm just giving as soon as as soon as uh well no here's the thing though as soon as Joe found out he had cancer he just immediately marked him off and (laughs) didn't check in back with it ever again. Kaiser has it. We got Rashid Shahid, wide receiver 74. Interesting name to watch. He's got speed that can match up well with Cars Deep Ball. Uh, We have to see how the playing time is divided up. At Perry is a good combo of size and speed. Huge wingspan could be good in the red zone, but not getting overly hyped on him just yet. Brian Edwards is everyone's favorite eight beer at the bar. Um, serviceable, but could always be more. Just a body at the end of the day. And then no Traquan Smith is still alive. Um, but I recently <laughs> heard the Saints wide receiver room called the Island of Misfit Toys, and that is the perfect name to showcase this group. Dude, Lynn yeah. Bowden's on this team. Like, yes, it's definitely Island of Misfit Toys <laughs> if Lynn Bowden's on the team. That is crazy. Dude, Brian Edwards, remember when everybody thought he was going to be the better receiver of him and Amari? Wasn't it Amari Cooper? Or no, who who came in at the same time as Brian Edwards? Rugs. Oh, oof. Never mind. Let's just yeah, skip right past that. Technically, no, well, he is. <laughs> I don't know. I think Rugs still has better yardage. In the prison Yikes. games. Yikes. Think he has more upside, Joe? No, not yet. <clears throat> more okay. more downside for sure. If he's in prison. Well, let's hold my pocket. I guess everybody True. was right um, about Brian Edwards. 
as far as going with the wide receivers, um, I do think A.T. Perry should get some love because if we don't see Michael Thomas, if the Jack in the Box stays in the box the whole entire year, A.T. Perry's interesting because um, he's like 6'5", 200 pounds. Um, he was really good deep ball receiver in college. I know that's kind of Chris Olave's uh, bread and butter, but if, if, if they focus on Olave, if the defenses hone in on stopping just Olave – might add some interesting things for him uh, to get on the field early. So it might be worth a flyer. I mean, we'll just have to see how camp news goes, but might be worth a flyer. I yeah, agree that with slant you. route that Michael Thomas runs could be deadly with a guy like A.T. Perry. Why wouldn't A.T. Perry step right into his role? And not to mention, why wouldn't he be the third wide receiver on the field? Rashid Shahid, phenomenal name, by the way, uh, is a deep ball guy. Brian Edwards is a, we don't know what he is. Traquan Smith is deep ball guy. A.T. Perry's a big body to get out there for Derek Carr, who's not been the most, you know, efficient quarterback in the world. It's good to have a guy out there that can win a jump ball for you. So I think he sees the field. I don't know if it's early, but I think he sees the field pretty decently. I think so too. I think it's somebody to monitor. Put your little, like, star wide receiver sets. Watch them out there, especially goal line stuff. Just start him for you. Perfect. You can be one of those guys that doesn't have a whole lot of yardage his rookie year, but has like five, six touchdowns. I think he'll be like the do we trade for this guy after the season kind of thing. Like, do you know, was that guy? You know, I think that that'll be it because Michael Thomas will probably finally be gone by then. This will be a little less cluttered. I still can't believe Michael Thomas has made so much money. But all right, let's let's let's, take too much time on the Saints. (laughs) Hey, we love the Saints, man. We're we're having fun here. They're going marching in. They go marching in. Some say. So last year, Carr targeted the running back position twenty three percent of the time, and up oh, sorry. Last year he targeted him eighteen percent of the time, and the year before is twenty three percent of the time. And that's you know Devonta Adams came in; it was taking some away from that. Um, but he loves throwing to running backs. So we got Kamara, Jamal Williams, and Kendra Miller. Um, Kamara had his worst season last year. He's twenty eight now, and worst statistical season. Now we're season overall. Who knows what we're getting with this dude with the legal troubles now. The trial date is set for July 31st, so he will miss practices this year. That is without a doubt. Um, we're probably looking at a four to six game suspension. I know that's been in the news, but I just want to reiterate that. It could be longer um, if they really want to make a show of him because this is drug on for so long, but four to six games. So that leaves Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller. Um that we're looking at to get some production for. So Jamal Williams, RB42, 2022 touchdown leader. He said, wearing his Pikachu hat, that picking up this offense is easy peasy, and he is currently being overlooked by everybody. (laughs) Um, Kendra Miller is a rookie. If Kamara misses time early in the season, they're not just going to give the job to Kendra Miller right off the bat here. So we could be looking at a really hot start for Jamal Williams, uh, especially after what he did last year. So, Put overlooking Jamal Williams. But then we got the Ferrari in the garage, and that is Kendra Miller. Uh, just watch the damn tape on this dude. He is the future in this offense, and that could come soon, uh, especially with legal troubles. Draft him late. Keep him on your bench. What I'm telling you right now is if you draft Kendra Miller, do not drop him week one when he puts up three points because I don't expect that to happen. Keep him on your bench. As the season unfolds, you are going to – be rewarded with a great payoff by keeping Kendra Miller on your bench. I was but, just about to say the yeah. same thing. This is, this is the candidate for 
I'm going to draft him as one of the late picks. And then in redraft, uh, somebody's just like, oh, there's a new Chuba Hubbard. Just looks so good week one. I'm picking up Chuba. Fuck Kendry. And then I'm not saying it'll be week two, but like Kendry Miller has that opportunity to like, let's say Kamara doesn't come back. Let's say Kamara comes back and looks like shit. And then they put Kendry in or Kendry blows up week three because uh, Jamal was getting stuffed at the line and couldn't get the touchdown from the one yard line. <laughs> he always gets a touchdown on the one yard line. Yeah. Can we just, can I have a hot take and this is actually a hot take. I think everybody agrees. Can the court system fucking hurry up? This happened in February of 2022, this Kamara wow. thing. And we are in July of 2023 and we're still not having, we haven't happened yet. Like, yeah. can we pick it up? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, if it's a fine, just let's get the fine going. If it's jail time, like, let's get that. Like, like what? Come on. Yeah. I can't believe we're locked on, guys, for the Saints. We're talking about how they might cut Kamara this year. It doesn't make sense financially, but just to get rid of all the circus around the uh, thing, um, it's kind of a name to keep an eye out for. Okay. All right. I got to talk about Kamara just for one second. Obviously what he did was not good. He punched a guy in the face. He fucked his face up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Not saying it's the uh, uh, okay situation. It's not the worst crime in the world. Like where are we going with this? I'm getting to the, the point. The problem no, was he was not... during the Pro Bowl, and that's where I think the NFL is going to really freak out. About oh, it. I'm sure he's going to get suspended. It'll be four to six games. I, I yeah, continue your less. point. I can't wait to hear this. No, it's actually better than you think. <laughs> what if Kamara comes back and just beasts out? Like, I, I, I think he's going underrated right now in drafts because of the suspension. I think this is the oh, okay. Melvin Gordon holdout, the you know, Dalvin Cook, you know, the people you don't, you don't know about the Hopkins six game suspension who came back last year and looked was just a phenomenal addition to people's fantasy teams. Kamara could be that guy this year. And obviously once we find out what the suspension is, it's going to be a little bit different um, where he's not out for the year. He's not going to be gone for an entire year. Um, this is where Jamal Williams is a great serviceable beginning part of the season. Kendry Miller's a good hopeful, like you never know what's going to happen, but Kamara is still Kamara. He still looked good last year. He missed a few games. He had a couple of nagging injuries. The team was complete hot garbage. He still finished as uh, running back 16 in PPR. Like it wasn't great. And it wasn't what you're hoping for when you drafted him, you know, in the second round, but he's still a pass catching back. And in PPR leagues, that is going to be great. I mean, I'm not, he's a couple years removed from a 20 yard touch or 20 touchdown season. Like let's stop writing Kamara off because of this. I'm not saying anything he did was correct or right. He's not going to be out for the whole year. And everybody just kind of seems to like avoid him like the plague. Sometimes those suspension guys or the, you know, people who are coming off the injury or something can actually be pretty valuable to fantasy teams. And I think Kamara might be a good steal this year. Just yeah. so everyone out there knows, Josh is saying that Alvin Kamara is the real victim here because people are <laughs> underrating him. I did not say that. The records <laughs> did not say that. <laughs> I I I could J Billy I could literally see your face tensing up like God damn it Josh you're gonna get canceled you saying I thought you were gonna say like you know what I, what you know what he did was bad but playing what? both sides I mean he could have been worse like he, I oh, mean that's but, where we were headed I mean <laughs> honestly it's not a a season long suspension activity it's not a great look for him or the organization but he. He assaulted a guy. He didn't, you know, do worse situations. So, yes. I mean, yeah. essentially, yes, but no, not going there. <laughs>
All right, Joe, get us to the defense, please. <laughs> Moving along. All right, so defense. You have Cameron Jordan. He's old as dirt. He had eight and a half sacks last year. He has one more useful year, and then I don't think we're getting much more from him. Isaiah Folks, he's the future there. He had 20 and a half sacks for Notre Dame the last two years. Love his ceiling in this defense. Uh, Pete Warner averaged 8.7 tackles <laughs> per game. Should get a full play to work, and uh, we should kind of be looking at uh, – Jordan Brooks' tackle numbers, I think it's kind of a real possibility for Pete Warner. Uh, Demario Davis, also old as dirt, 34 years old. Uh, career high in sacks last year. Might not be used as much there because they got folksy there. Zach Bond is a name to look at. He was a sack machine at Wisconsin, and he could replicate what Caden Ellis did last year. Tyron Matthew had his second highest tackle total of his career, but he's more of like DB3 to use in a pinch. And we have Marcus May, who everyone was very helpful for last year, but he got injured. And then they brought in Lonnie Johnson as backup. So watch how that safety competition plays out throughout training camp. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention because I feel like <clears throat> everyone hates Marcus May for some reason. Uh, he's actually a really skilled safety and makes some big plays. Obviously, he's a little older, um, and you want him to stay healthy. But I think he can actually be a pretty valid. Uh, contributor to a fantasy team I, I he's kind of a dirty sleeper for me like you know nobody's really looking at him but you can get him pretty late and have some safety help on the back yeah not wrong um just for the look at me louie part we talked to isaiah foskey at the senior bowl i like him i like him a lot and i really uh i really hope that that guy does well because he looked the part and how he worked out down there at senior bowl it was fantastic so really hoping for the best for him that's awesome. We look, we're big folksy fans here. Mm-hmm. All right, what's the over-under, right. Bill? The over-under is eight and a half for the New Orleans Saints. All right. We got the Titans, the Panthers, the Packers, the Buccaneers, the Patriots, the Texans, the, the Colts, the Bears, the Vikings, the Falcons, the Lions, the Panthers, the Giants, the Rams, the Buccaneers, and the Falcons. Hell yeah. Give me the over. Why, Shit. Why did they get the easy schedule out of yeah, all these the teams? Hell? They should have had the harder one. Yeah. Why did the Panthers not get it? That was, that's wild. That is an easy schedule. What was the number again? Eight and a half. Yeah. That seems very Derek Carr esque. <clears throat> I mean, I could but, see him getting a nine and eight. Why not? I could see him getting eight and nine too, which is the thing. Could I'm going to go under nine and nine. Nine and nine, eight. They eight added a game. That's never mind. Never mind. Technically, eight, eight, and one is a uh, under. Yeah, I'm gonna go with under because it seems very like even esque. Like I could see them going eight and nine easily. I, I still think they make the playoffs though because I don't think anyone else in this division can. I'm gonna. I I have them over because if they're playing games like the Colts and the Rams, like God. What an easy schedule for Derek Carr. If he if, if he fucks this up, I mean, we truly have the is Derek Carr elite or not? We have finally decided <laughs> this will be. I don't know. I don't, dude. I, I'm friends with a couple of Raiders fans, and for some reason, they were truthers on Derek Carr, and he has been the definition of a he's mediocre a nice guy. He's a nice guy. He's a mediocre quarterback. There's nothing against <laughs> yeah. it. Like I'm not mad at him. He's Kirk Cousins 2.0. You know what I mean? Like he's okay. Hey, he's a nice guy. Don't bad mouth Kirk. I'm tired of talking well, you about got Joe. I'm going over. Okay. Over. Uh, under, but wins the division. On to the Dirty Birds of Atlanta. I will talk about the quarterbacks here because 
we're talking about Desmond Ritter, who they apparently really believe in. Um, I'm glad I didn't pick this team because I don't want to talk about them very much, but I'm going to start out by talking about them because I hate this team. hate them so much. They brought in this garbage Marcus Mariota last year, the absolute worst quarterback in the league. He had the most off-ball throws to any wide receivers in the league. Uh, Kyle Pitts was at the top of that, and Drake London was about fifth on the list of off-ball throws from the quarterback. So what do they do? They draft Desmond Ritter, and instead of like listening to literally everyone in the world with like, hey, Desmond Ritter is good, but there's other quarterbacks out there that might be better for your team. Atlanta just says, to hell with all that. We're throwing Desmond Ritter out there. Desmond Ritter is garbage. He was not very good. Like He is the definition of he's never going to win you a game, but he cannot lose you some games. And that is literally what this team is striving to do in Atlanta, and I hate it because they literally take the top tight end in a draft, the top wide receiver in a draft, and now the top running back in a draft just to screw him over. However, Desmond Ritter is going as QB 29 right now below Bryce Young, below C.J. Stroud, <clears throat> should show you what the even the even-minded fantasy football world thinks of this quarterback is that they don't believe in him, and I don't either. So if you end up with Desmond Ritter on your team in any kind of meaningful way, you are going to lose this season. You are going to lose, and you deserve the same fate as the Atlanta Falcons, and you're just going to be mediocre at best. Good luck donating your money to your league mates because Desmond Ritter is not the answer. That's all I have to say on the Atlanta Falcons. I think uh, Taylor uh, Heineke is starting by week seven. Oh, yeah, I hope so. For the love of Pete, Taylor Heineke better be out there. He's Heineke been like can... my favorite super flex dynasty. Just kind of throw a third out there and get Taylor Heineke. Yeah, I don't. I don't dislike Heineke taking over this back or this quarterback, uh, whatever backfield. Uh, one thing about one fun fact about Ritter because Billy Hart on him so much i want to give him just one positive note he has never thrown an interception professionally cool i can't tell if busy okay billy's not frozen he was just staring at me all right joe you want to take the running backs because i know you i know (laughs) he's already old enough too old for joe 23 (laughs) yeah kick him to the curb man all right, running backs on this team. Uh, let's start off with Cordero Patterson. You're such a um, he's like 65 years old now, and uh, <laughs> he's going to catch some footballs, and it's uh, about it. And then we'll go to Tyler Algier, who everyone's like, hey, don't write off Tyler Algier yet. Write him off. He's done. We got B. John Robinson in this house, who is going to absolutely get fed the rock, and – I think we have a true bell cow right now in this backfield. I don't think they're going to bring him along slowly. I've read some stuff there. I think he's getting out there. He's getting 20, 25 touches a game, and he is going to absolutely excel in everything he touches. So get Bijan Robinson, one of the true workhorses, um, currently going as RB3 on underdog because everyone on underdog has a dynasty brain. But even without the dynasty brain, I think that's where he belongs. Okay, so I'm going to play devil's advocate here again. Okay. I don't like Bijan's ADP. I think there's a hundred worlds where Bijan Robinson looks phenomenal and he matches up to that RB3, RB5 that he's going. But I think there's 200 worlds where he ends up as running back 10 and still has a great season, but doesn't 
give you the return on ADP. We've gotten this way. I think a lot of people are turning to dynasty football. So therefore Bijan and these other rookies coming in and yes, he's phenomenal. He's going to be phenomenal. I just, this year with no quarterback next year, super big fan of him in dynasty, super big fan of him. I think you you're great. You had the first pick in the draft. You got Bijan Robinson. You're really happy, but drafting him third overall or sixth overall, when you could get Saquon Barkley or you could get, I don't even Jamar chase. Like there, there are just people that you're clear cut. I mean, the first round is not the most important, but I think it's also pretty important and you yeah, want your I guy would, to, I would not take Bijan Robinson over Tyree kill Jamar chase, Justin Jefferson, Eckler or McCaffrey. I think that's about it. Everyone else. I'm all in. He's currently fourth. Um, uh, hold on. Sorry. That's standard fifth. Underneath Jefferson, Saquon, Eckler, and McCaffrey. Jonathan Taylor, Kelsey, Jamar Chase, Josh Jacobs, Tyreek Hill below him. Uh, I just, I'm not saying, I, I think it can work out fine. I just think that we, as dynasty brains, win a little too hard on this. Like if he slips to the back of the first round, I'm super excited to get him. But to get him in the middle first round, I just, I feel like you can have a better strategy and not depend on a rookie on one of the worst teams in football. I mean, me. I mean, are they the worst team in football? I I said one of that part. I don't know. Um, yeah, Bijan. I, I think he's getting drafted right around. I mean, I don't think I would feel comfortable with him until like six or seven in the first round, but I wouldn't mind it. <clears throat> Thing about these guys that and you know we haven't had a workhorse in a while, so the fact that we finally have one is just like, you know. I guess <laughs> what happened to Joe there. Yeah, was just going to keep going. He is so mad. Anyway, yeah. So I think Bijan Robinson is, I don't know, man. I, I don't think fourth seems a little high. That seems a little like you're trying to be different, but taking him in like seven, eight, I would, I'd, I'm probably going to do that in my drafts. I'd be happy on the turnaround, like at 12 to get Bijan and Nick Chubb or something. You know what I mean? Like I'd be happy with getting two workhorse running backs. I get it. And honestly, the the history precedes Bijan. Uh, like honestly, Saquon, Zeke, uh, trying to think of another one, but all had great rookie years. Like Bijan can have that. The thing about like McCaffrey, Zeke, McCaffrey, like McCaffrey his, his rookie. Season. Jonathan Taylor uh, had a pretty. I mean, his was like not phenomenal, but it was good. Uh, I mean, the rookie running backs can have great years. I think Zeke and Saquon were both in the top five their rookie year. But my thing is, they were on relatively talented teams when they came in the giants still weren't weren't a train wreck yet at the moment um the cowboys have always been a pretty decent team even though i hate to say that um Bijan's coming in without a quarterback that's the only thing that's like five seems too high for me and i think it's it's going to history and success but i just i'm a little scared about the the so ADP. Saquon, I just warn people. saquon finished as rb1 in his mm-hmm. Uh, rookie season and then McCaffrey in his rookie season RB 10. Okay. So that I mean, you're right. Both of those, that's actually, I think the range of outcomes for Bijan is either he could finish number one, but he could also finish number 10. And I mean, that's either. anyone in the, in the top in your first round. So it's not, I'm not <clears> saying <throat> to not draft Bijan Robinson. Cause I think he's going to be phenomenal. I just think next year when they actually have a quarterback, he's going to be, he's going to be worth that top five pick. So I think they have enough weapons though that they at least have to respect whoever's under center for 
Atlanta. So, I mean, Pitts and Drake, which you'll get into here in a second, but I like Bijan, and the football fan of me just knows, like, week two, they're going to wear the throwbacks, and he's going to look damn good in that throwback, and he's going to run for, like, 215, catch a touchdown, rush one in, and uh, the train will be rolling at that point. I mean, there's risk with every first-round pick. I just I just wanted to put it out there. And I also think Cordell Patterson, even at the age of 32, is still going to be relevant in the pass game. Bijan uh, probably won't have the hugest role in the pass game to start off with, but who knows. All right, we took enough time. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like derail the conversation, but Drake London um, actually had a pretty decent rookie year um, for the abysmal quarterback play that he had. Um, I imagine it's going to get better, but honestly, you're looking at about the same. Um, not sure exactly where he's currently going in drafts right now, but I assume wide receiver 20 ish, uh, 22. So good call. Um, I like his, I like the value there. Um, you never know. Maybe this team turns out to be good. Maybe they put Heineke in and it actually works. Um, I don't have faith in Ritter. I think that's my biggest thing. Like Billy said, if you have Ritter on your team, you're probably going to lose. Maybe he's better. He's only played four games. We'll, we'll see. Um, and then of course we got Kyle Pitts, uh, fantasy football, darling. Everyone loves Kyle Pitts, uh, pretty abysmal year last year, even before the injury, uh, which I think was just a fake. Uh, he just didn't want to play, uh, cause he looked bad. Um, Ricky year was actually better than I expected. I lost the fire fireball bet there, but this man still only has three touchdowns at the height of six, six. And yes, that's due to quarterback play a little bit, but at the hey, he same doubled time, his touchdowns from the previous year. Uh, that you can that's the the optimist in you right there joe it is. Um, it's a football fan in me other than that dude i'm sorry it's not matt collins uh scotty miller whatever else is on this team it's not them if you're drafting anyone on this team it's drake london kyle pitts and b john robinson those are your, the the three stars that they've drafted in three consecutive years um it's pretty exciting uh they're great players but i would have loved to see all three of them on different teams at this point in their career um I don't. That's it. I hate him. I yeah. I hate him. This like, if you want Kyle Pitts in Dynasty though, this is the time to get him because people yeah, are so off time. of Kyle Pitts. I sold him last year, and I <clears> it's probably a mistake, but I honestly just I was done with it. I I drafted him in Dynasty League because I thought I need to make things right because I talked so much shit on him. And he still looked like shit, and I traded him. The big the biggest issue that this team faces is that they're gonna be good like too good to be bad like unless they trade down like the uh, the panthers did with the bears i don't know how they're going to get up there to get one of the top two quarterbacks in next year's draft and so like what are you going to do again we're just going to further kick it down the road like i don't understand what the plan is they got to get a new head coach in there they need probably to get a new gm to be honest because i don't know if anybody else has noticed this this team is turning in like keeps turning into the Bears. Like I don't know why they keep adding former Bears to this team, but like every time I turn around, Atlanta's adding somebody else from the Bears. Like Ryan Pace. Well, and just like the Cordell Patterson thing, like it didn't make any sense. And I guess that's just what it worked though. It worked for some reason. It's the Ryan know. Pace thing for me. He's yeah, I, I this this team needs some management changes. I think the three of those guys, though, uh, Pitts, London, and Robinson, are all gonna be great for years to come. I think if you have in, in Dynasty, you hold for now. Do not sell at their low. Uh, even London is probably actually pretty decent value right now if you wanted to trade them. But I don't think it's time. I think you see what happens next year with the quarterback. I think you roll the dice here. Bijan's gonna be good no matter what. Um, I think that will change the the game a little bit, but 
you still need a good quarterback and they do not have it right now. I mean, it might be Heineke, uh, but there's gotta be some quarterback out there in free agency next year that they need to buy like immediately. So um, just to touch on the defense, uh, Kalias Campbell playing his 50th season uh, at defensive end now on the Falcons. Still a good, uh, still good value. Uh, also went and got Bud Dupree. Um, they're building this defense. Grady Jarrett's still there. Uh, and D- David Anyamata, this is a pretty phenomenal uh, defensive line. Um, and then linebacker's kind of a giant hole right now. Uh, Troy Anderson and Caden Ellis, Ellis um, are the inside linebackers, and we're not really sure what to make of that. Uh, I know Joe likes Michael Walker. I just feel like that seems like a Joe-like right there. Um, but honestly, the linebacker position's wide open. All three of those guys... Um, have been pretty much souped up in all dynasty leagues, but if you're playing in a redraft IDP league, or if they're somehow still on the free agency wire, grab them. Cause you never know who's going to make the tackles on this team. Um, and then Richie Grant and Jesse Bates for the safeties are all pretty phenomenal um, safeties as well. And then they get Jeff Okuda from Detroit to stir up the cornerbacks. The defense actually looks a lot better this year. Yeah. I just, the only hole on this team, the big hole is quarterback. And I can't not believe they didn't address it over last year. But maybe Ritter's good. Yeah. What if Ritter is good? On paper, He's this not, defense but... is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of the, like, if you play in full defense leagues, I feel like this is going to be a good team to pick up because I, I think they are going to be pretty good. As far as, like, the IDP part of it goes, I think it's going to be a different guy every week. So I don't know if there's anybody you're going to be able to count on. Maybe Troy Anderson takes the leap. Maybe Caden Ellis takes the leap. Um I mean, Jesse Bates has always been that a guy in Cincinnati that everyone's liked, but you know, don't really necessarily know what you're getting. But full defense, good stuff. All yeah, right, this team on the, paper looks good. We just, yeah, bad. What is over, under over under for the Atlanta Falcons is eight and a half. They are tied with the Saints. All right, so Panthers, Packers, Lions, Jaguars, Texans, Commanders, the old name. Buccaneers, Titans, Vikings, Cardinals, New Saints, Jets, Buccaneers, Panthers, Colts, Bears, Saints. You said eight and a half? Yeah. What the fuck, dude? The under, smashing it. There's no way. Hmm. I just thought it was not a bad schedule. Pretty any, any schedule. Bad. Any schedule they have Arizona under, I'm I'm automatically like well that's a freebie so it's hmm, like a free space go. and bingo. It, it literally yeah, it's like on the bingo card it's literally oh you have the cardinals oh well let's just go ahead and mark that one out i understand what the falcons did in the draft the last three years is pretty ridiculous and amazing at the same time getting pretty much the best offensive weapon there's no fucking way they win a go positive this year with desmond ritter and heineke under center i'm going over this seems like a team that goes 10 and all right eight fireball bet 10 and- 10 and six and just to piss me off. Sure. Because that means, you know what? If I lose that bet, that means they did go under and I'm like, hell yeah. Thank God. Like right. that, that would make me happy if they go under. So yeah, sure. I'll do an emotional fireball bet. I'm doing some mental gymnastics right now. I but see that. Yeah. Um, man, let me get the over. Wow. Wow. You guys are believers in the Falcons. Or they're really the believers in this team. I didn't I didn't imagine this. I thought eight and a half was way too high. I think six and a half would have been great because I think seven wins is manageable. But I don't think they go positive. That's them going. The positive. problem is I hate them. 
So they're definitely going to do well. Like they're going to do it well just to piss me off. And Bijan is a good enough running back to to carry this team on his back, like Saquon Barkley does. And I do. I think Desmond Ritter could be Daniel Jones light. Sure, why not? They have a better receiver and better tight end than the Giants have. So I only see four games on this schedule where I'm like they're losing that one. Everything else is <laughs> a coin flip. Yeah, yeah, this is a disaster. Um, so, I mean, based on this, I don't even know who Josh has winning this division. Me and Joe clearly have Atlanta, I think, winning, though. Let me just go Dallas. ahead and say that uh, the Giants um, had went 5-11 and in Bijan's rookie season when he was number one in the league. And they still had Odell Beckham. Like, and Evan. I mean, they're better now than that Giants team was. I'm just saying. Was, was Daniel I mean, Jones defense, on that team? Oh, Eli Manning still um, threw for okay, four thousand cool. yards. Yeah, no, so definitely it's under one to one. It's the Saints winning the division. <clears throat> I got the Saints okay. too. I would love to see. I don't know, Josh. Your unders make this not make sense. So you think that the New Orleans Saints are going to win this division by going like eight and nine? I guess. Yes. Yes. Okay. Fair I don't think any of these teams are good. I think the Saints could go nine and eight. I was I, I was really in between that eight and nine and nine and eight. I could see them going over that because their schedule is pretty easy. I do not see the Falcons getting eight wins. Well, going over that schedule, like both of those, Atlanta and New Orleans got a super easy schedule, while Tampa and the Panthers didn't. And I don't which really is know super why. brutal. Yeah, I don't it's like that. Not either. how it's supposed to work. It's supposed to be the bad teams get the easy schedules to make them better. And the good team is supposed to get hard schedules. That's how it's supposed to work, but not how it worked. I guess Tampa did win this division last year. I'm forgetting that, but that did happen. Yeah. So well, they also have Brady on their team. But honestly, I think Tampa's the underdog to be second and or first if the Saints falter. Yeah, there's no confidence in any of these teams. Yeah. No, definitely not. The only confidence I have is that the Falcons will not get nine wins. In my professional advice, Possums, I would not put any money on this division. Zero. Unless unless you're betting on unders. So this is is the worst division, right? I think so. We talked to AFC South, but they at least have the Jaguars, which we think is a good team. This team does not have a redemption team. Like There is no redeeming quality to this. I think the Saints could get 10 wins. I mean, I don't think they will, but I think that, that like, let's say all the things go correctly. Alvin Kamara serves his four-game suspension, six-game suspension, comes back, looks good. Um, we get Kendry Miller behind him, Jamal Williams, all all operating well, not for fantasy sake, but just for football sake. And Derek Carr gets Michael Thomas and Olave. Sure, that team could be amazing. Yeah. I do like it. I, the AFC South was far more exciting <laughs> than this is this is all all these teams are in a transitive year except for really the Saints, which i guess they kind of are but at least you got richardson who's exciting you got stroud who's exciting with the afc south but yeah. yeah those are those are two rookie quarterbacks taking over this one i guess technically ritter you can basically count him as a rookie still so i mean it's it's similar at the very least but they don't have the jaguars who i just can't wait to see Bijan in that throwback uniform Let's just say whoever wins this, uh, there's only going to be one team in the playoffs from this division. There's no wild cards. Definitely. Not even close. Definitely think you're right about that. Okay. Well, that's all we got for the NFC South. Next week, we are tackling the NFC West. We got two divisions left, guys. I mean, the season is going to be here before we know it because we've only got two divisions left. 
our draft is in one month, which is super early. To, so don't don't freak out if you heard that. Usually it's about a month and a half, two months. But, so, but Josh, all the articles won't be out. What if someone gets injured? A magazine exactly. won't be at Schnooks yet. I don't know what to do. Schnooks is a grocery store for those non-Missouri listeners. You're welcome. Wow. Similar to Publix That's... and Hy-Vee and. Thanks, Joe. Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate Kroger. you giving everyone that. Meyer. Um. Before we get out of here, just remember, if you were playing any of the over-under games on Sleeper, uh, your first deposit up to $100 can be matched if you use promo code POSSUM, P-O-S-S-U-M. If you are in a state that is able to gamble, go ahead, throw that promo code in there and get your money matched because we want to make, you know, we want to give you more money to help your gambling um, along. Um, the football season's kind of when that will pick up more. Right now, there's really only baseball to gamble on, and if you're gambling on baseball, you really love to gamble because you can't. No reason to do it on baseball, in my opinion. But whatever, if if, if you do, you know. I gamble on baseball sometimes. Wow, that's a, not what I thought. I like Anyways, sports. do you like the pants? The pants are my favorite. Yeah. Joe. Get us out of here. Remember, possums, we live it so you can night. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.